the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The goodness and kindness of God our Savior has appeared. Dear faithful, the past few weeks and months have made it quite clear. The world has loved darkness instead of the light because its works are evil. A pandemic instrumentalized for the destruction of the livelihoods of many in favor of big business and big box consumerism, the manipulation of the masses through fear-mongering, the preference of physical health over our spiritual well-being, the rioting and the looting, the hatred and the violence, denunciations and the desire to erase our very history, the solemn approval by our nation's court this past week of a totally unnatural perversity, the negation of the dignity of man and woman written in our very nature by our Creator. But nothing is new under the sun. The Israelites of old strayed far from Almighty God, even after he had given them so many proofs of his love. My people have done two evils, he says by the mouth of his prophet. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and have dug to themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Our Lord is touched at seeing these poor, mistaken children trying to get their burning thirst quenched by created things, whereas he alone can quench it. Material goods and outward beauty have misled them and made them slaves to their sensual appetites. Their souls, which were created for infinite good, have thought it might find its rest in those feeble and flittering reflections of the sovereign beauty, reflections and images which were intended to lead them to a divine and eternal reality. How to lead back to the living water, the poor creature who has been made a dupe of a mirage of the desert and is rushing on deeper and deeper into the scourging heat. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's true. But not the love which the world extols and professes, for that is not true love, but merely natural affection, physical attraction, or the debasement of self to fulfill carnal desire. It is no mistake that this month of June, dedicated as it is to the most sacred heart of our Lord, has been hijacked by the devil and his puppets to celebrate a perversion of love. He's even signed it with the name of his preferred vice, pride. No, true love is what we need now. Love is not a sentiment or a feeling. Love is not simply kindness or being nice. St. Thomas Aquinas teaches us that to love is to will the good of another. When love is based on usefulness or pleasure, it loses its very nature. Now love is proved by action. We have no better example, example than in that love which we celebrate today. Greater love no man hath than to lay down his life for his friends. With an everlasting love, God has loved us, and being lifted up from the earth on the cross, has drawn us to his sacred heart, having mercy upon us. Our blessed Lord himself has expressed his desire that we venerate his most sacred heart. 
In the Sacred Heart, we find the synopsis of our entire faith, the incarnation, the redemption, and the sacramental economy by which the fruits of this redemption are applied to our poor souls. In adoring the Sacred Heart of our Lord, we render Him the worship which is due to Him as God the Son, the second person of the Most Blessed Trinity. His human nature, united to the divine nature in one person, is truly worthy of our worship and honor. God, having become man, his human heart is the heart of God and must be adored as such. Let us then remember the devotion to the sacred heart is one that has been given us by God himself just as that which we render to him in the most blessed sacrament, to which the devotion to the sacred heart is inextricably linked. But why do we select the heart of our Lord? Or rather, why has he himself selected it as a special object of our devotion? In answer to this question, we may say that our Lord's heart is the fountain of his precious blood, which was shed for our salvation and was pierced by the lance, just as his hands and feet by the nails on the cross. And it is in this way especially pointed out as the object of our gratitude and love. But even a more urgent reason is that the heart is a natural symbol of love, agreed upon by the universal consent of all times, places, and cultures. And therefore, the heart of Jesus most perfectly represents his great love for us. In adoring the sacred heart, then, we adore in a particular manner the love of Christ for sinners. And it is for this reason that he has given us this devotion, knowing that it is only by the thought of the great love he has for us that our hearts can be won to love him in return. Yes, dear friends, God thirsts for our love. It was to obtain it that he became one of us and died for us on the cross. And it is to win it now that he asks us to remember and adore his most sacred heart. Let us therefore, says St. John the Beloved, love him who has first loved us. This is the spirit of this devotion that we should not try to save our souls merely out of fear of hell, but that, seeing how much he has loved us, we should love him in return. And also, that seeing how much he has loved our brethren, the same fire of divine charity should be enkindled in our own hearts. And thus, each one of us may do our share to carry on and to complete that great work for which he shed his precious blood. That is the bringing of the world to the knowledge and the love of him. As the mob screams out, we do not want Christ as king. May we, with shouts of joy and enthusiasm, hail him and his sacred heart as the world's sovereign and true priest. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.